Welcome to the Modern Creative Podcast. Listen in as we connect with other creative entrepreneurs and have real conversations about life, business, and everything in between. Owning a creative business doesn't have to be confusing or overwhelming, and you don't have to go at it alone. It's absolutely possible to be successful as a modern creative, and we want to help you to go after your own creative dreams. Hey friends, and welcome back to the Modern Creative Podcast. Today, Diana and I have a guest with us to chat all about being a traveling artist and a freelance photographer for brands and people like Marie Kondo, Sincerely Jules, Michael Kors, and DKNY. We also talk about the pros and cons to having a laptop lifestyle, finding purpose, and more. So even if you're not a photographer, I know you'll find a ton of helpful info. Before we introduce her, we just wanted to take a minute to thank you for all the love that you give the podcast. Whether it's by sharing on your stories or posts or writing reviews on iTunes, we love seeing how the podcast is helping you or at least making you laugh with our tangents. Thank you so much and please keep sharing and please leave us a review if you haven't already. Okay, so on to today's guest. Today, our guest speaker is none other than my talented friend, Esther Lee, who you may know better as S. Lee on Instagram. Esther and I met over four years ago at a brick and mortar shop when I was working at Oh Hello Friend at the time. And at the time I was already following her. So when I met her, I was like, oh my gosh, like I love your work and all of that stuff. So we got to connect over that. And at the same time, she was also engaged. So I got to create her wedding invitations. And she was also one of the people that I actually confided in when I took my business full time back in 2016. So I'm super excited to have Esther on today. So we're so excited to have you, Esther. If you want to say hi to our audience and introduce yourself. Hi, thanks, Diana, for having me and Joyce. Um, I feel like time flies because I, I still remember the day I walked into the store and we just started talking and we just became friends. And I remember like we also took pictures. Do you remember that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that, that was. Yeah. yeah. And but you I still like the pictures. <laughs> Whoa, you guys had. I have to say meeting. I've been I've been really inspired by your work, Diana, like just I feel like you're just able to just take charge and you're like a true lady boss and then and once you told me about the podcast uh with Joyce I was like oh wow like that's something I want to do too but I haven't really thought about it so mm-hmm. yeah you're yeah. you're an inspiration both of you <laughs> you should do it you should yeah. do yeah. it absolutely maybe maybe in like five years or so <laughs> <laughs> you heard it here first on the modern creative podcast <laughs> no that's awesome that means so much and yeah, so I feel like it's so cool because we met at a really good time in our when we were starting our business and we were like getting creative together. We did that style shoot together. So it's been really cool. And I would love to like have I mean, I know your story a little bit more than Joyce and maybe our listeners, but I'd love to hear like how you got started and what you were doing before and kind of like how your career has transitioned. Just to make this long story a little bit shorter. Um, so growing up, I actually never got to travel anywhere. And um, especially having like strict parents, I wasn't allowed to do like sleepovers or, you know, like just even go anywhere for like a one day trip. So I never imagined myself to like be out of my own bubble, which was Cerritos, California. That's where I grew up, 562. <laughs> When I was younger, like I always had some sort of like art side to me and like whether it was drawing or music, I I always I was interested in art, but I felt like I couldn't um, pursue it. And being in an Asian family, art was like only allowed as a hobby. So I felt very trapped and I felt like I was forcing myself to try to become something I wasn't feeling. 
I think the first time I traveled was when I was 22 years old and I went to Africa and that's where I found my love for photography and mm -hmm. I was like this is exactly what I want to do I don't want to just travel for fun but I want to do something that is more meaningful and that was basically documenting people's stories while traveling but like I never thought it would be possible as a job so from I totally on, forgot about I, that it's that's like this the root of your like career and that's really cool yeah yeah so that was like oh man like 10 about 10 years ago mm -hmm. I'm like wait I feel like I'm still in my 20s but I'm not <laughs> you definitely look like that um, oh thank you that's a compliment <laughs> but yeah so from then on um my photos were just discovered through my friends and family and I was just asked to start taking their family photos, like engagement, um, for their online like startup shop, weddings, and etc. And I was like, wait, am I actually making some money off of taking photos? Like this is like super awesome. <laughs> so I started traveling more and more, and even if it was just for fun, um, that's that's just how I got my inspiration and um, started doing it as a job. Okay, I have to ask. For your first like trip abroad, Esther, why did you pick Africa? Or was there like another reason of, of going to Africa versus, I don't Cancun? No, <laughs> I don't know. Well, so Africa was, yeah, definitely my first trip, but it wasn't like my choice. Um, I actually was uh, part of a team and I went for a mission trip. Ah, okay. um, and that team so no one was able to take photos so I decided to buy my own camera um, I had a Canon Rebel EOS back then it was like the first T3i? Canon. no it's like even older oh my <laughs> like the gosh. first first one so I bought that camera and I was like you know I'm just gonna take photos for fun and I realized like I just love taking photos so that's awesome that's, yeah that's why I went to Africa Okay. For a mission trip. We yeah. have a super, yeah, we have like, a super similar like story. Diana. Yeah, because I started chasing linen because I went to a mission trip to Alaska, and that was the first time I picked oh. up watercolor, period. You haven't told me that. <laughs> yeah. I actually, I don't think I ever asked you, like, how you started. Like, I'm such a bad friend. <laughs> no. No, you're not. You're amazing. Now I know. That's, yeah, now you know. And okay, so another thing I actually wanted to ask you because I love your story. It's like so organic and it's really cool, Esther. I mean, if you guys ever meet Esther in person, like you'll probably know exactly what I'm talking about. But Esther is like really chill and I don't know, like just normal, cool person. And I feel like sometimes if you meet someone on Instagram first, you have like a certain expectation like, oh, this person is like a creative genius, which you are and so talented and your work is beautiful. But when I meet you in person, you're so like down to earth and normal. So I think that's really, I think that's what makes you also like really special. Oh, thank you, Diana. <laughs> okay, sorry. All these compliments today. <laughs> <laughs> we have, okay, so listeners, tangent, we have, you guys know that we have like a list of questions or notes that Diana and I keep whenever we are recording, um, you know, just to keep flow and, and whatnot, little behind the scenes for you. So this is not something that we had planned to ask, but I'm curious <laughs> now, Esther, because you mentioned it, um, you know, Asian families, and it's not like all of our listeners are Asian, but like Diana and I happen to be, you know, have Asian backgrounds. 
ethnicities, mm-hmm. whatever. <laughs> so I totally get what you're saying with like the parents and like not even being able to sleep over and whatnot. So how did your parents take it when you were already an adult and then decided to pursue this, you know, creative passion like professionally? Well, so they were, they didn't accept it at first. Um, it was more like, okay, you know what? You just do whatever you want. Like, we just gave up on you. <laughs> um, and, you know, I really had no energy. And especially, like, because they're a lot older, I, I didn't want to, like, fight with them and argue with them. So for me, I was like, you know what? I'm just going to come back and show you guys after, like, after I, like, do all my photo shoots and I, like, reach my goals, mm-hmm. I'm going to come back and then tell you guys, hey, you know, I'm able to do this, so you can't tell me, you know, like, what not, what to do and what not to do. Freaking so for it. Me, so for me, it was more like, uh, it was a challenge. Mm-hmm. I think for at least first three, first three years, um, I didn't talk to them about, like, photography at all. So they had no idea what I was doing. They were just like, okay, you know, maybe she's just working somewhere. I don't know what she's doing with her life, but... I don't know, like, I don't want to talk to her about it, you know, so I came back after about three years. And then I showed them some projects I've done. And um, I think the most memorable part was when I took them to LAX airport. And my dad just stood there in the middle. And it was at Tom Bradley, my my photos were blown up. And that was like, my most, um, like, it was just like the best memory I had. Um, And I legit (laughs) have like chills. That's amazing. Yeah. And my dad just started crying and oh. my mom was, she, my mom didn't cry, but she kind of like, I think with, you know, my parents, both of them being very traditional, they're just like not like very emotional and they don't really show it. But, you know, deep inside, they're like really happy. They're yeah. just like, oh, you know, like, you know, I, I feel like you could have, yeah, we, we believed in you. Yeah. But then my dad just started crying and I was like, okay, you could just be, be yourself, be real. That's so awesome. I love that that so much. I feel like if there are listeners out there that, you know, sometimes we are blessed to have support in our personal lives and sometimes we're not, but that doesn't mean that that's the end of your creative journey right mm-hmm. just like esther mm-hmm. she was like well i'm i'm gonna do it and i'll show you i'll show you later and it wasn't like out of this oh i'll show you but like i'm still gonna give it a try and it just mm-hmm. turned out like i love that that is the kind of like ending of that story with your parents accepting it and your dad freaking crying at lax like i love that oh my gosh yeah i have that goosebumps. Was... <laughs> that's so awesome i, I have goosebumps right now <laughs> Give yourself goosebumps. I love it. (laughs) Okay, so I think a lot of people want to know, and I actually want to know this because you are a traveling creative and, you know, a lot of people don't really know, even even if you're not a traveling creative, like, what does that even mean? Like, what does your days look like? So, yeah, I would love to hear, like, just your general typical week, like, what your work week looks like. Yeah, so generally, I... I wake up, um, I make myself a cup of coffee and, you know, sometimes if, if I feel like it, I'll go outside, take a walk um, and then I come back and eat something and then I just sit down with like a bowl of, I don't know, cereal or just any like salad or anything, anything light um, because I know if I eat something heavy, <laughs> I get food coma and I can't focus. <laughs> um, I'm like that so too. So yeah, just, <laughs> yeah. So I just sit in front of my computer and 
Um, I do a lot of editing. So here's the thing, like, I feel like being a freelance photographer, like, I'm just not like, I'm not only shooting and editing, it's like, I got to do emails. And mm -hmm. I have to like produce a shoot, I have to talk to other people that are part of the shoot, you know, doing contracts, all that it, it really frightens me. Mm -hmm. Because mm -hmm. I'm so right brain, like I, I'm more of like a, like an artist and creative, like I can't, yep. I'm so bad with the business side. So I struggle with that. And it took me many years to just get used to it. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I think um, so many people could resonate with that. Yeah, it's it's really hard. It is. <laughs> Even till this day, it's hard. It's been like I, it's been like eight to nine years since I started. Wow. But I'm still like having a hard time. Yeah. Um, yeah, but you know, I actually just recently moved to Seattle um, with my husband and two dogs. So <laughs> I've just been kind of enjoying, you know, my slower lifestyle here. Yeah. And everything's just been more chill and I'm just like able to breathe. And I'm originally from LA and it's just been so busy there. I think it's just a good little break. And um, yeah, but I miss the food, <laughs> definitely miss the food. Do you feel like your move to Seattle like affected your business at all? Or do you feel like because you travel so much, it hasn't really changed much? Um, so I feel like it hasn't changed much, but I will tell you what, helped me is uh so moving to seattle it made me say no to a lot of projects mm. and Ooh, that's, that's i like that one of the biggest struggles i went through in la i just felt like you know you know everyone and like you know all the word of mouth like people uh you know asking you hey you know you were at my friend's wedding or like my uh my friend told me about your work and like i just feel like i kind of have to say yes because mm. i am in la and like you know they know each other and i just felt like i kind of had to take on the job but now that I'm in Seattle I feel like you know I can say no like hey I'm not in LA <laughs> so I you know I'm sorry but I can't make it down but um, if I really feel like I should take the job then you know I would just fly down to LA mm -hmm. wow yeah. that's like really that's I didn't even think about it like that <laughs> we should all move yeah. to, we should I mean, all move I didn't, to, out of state. I didn't move to Seattle to make an excuse of but... course of course <laughs> yeah of course. Yeah. So what are the things that like that you feel excited about? I just want to hear because I know originally when we were like when we first met like four or five years ago, you were doing a lot of weddings. Mm -hmm. um, and now I feel like your business and your just like your style has changed so much. So I'd love to hear like what your projects, what, what kind of projects you're working on now. So lately I've been, you know, I've been doing a lot of uh, personal projects. Um, I think being in um, just like the photography business in general, uh, working for people or working for brands, like you don't really have freedom to be creative. Um, a lot of a lot of brands, they like have you do your own style, but you can't really take on the project as like, oh, it's your project. So I've been doing a lot of my own personal ones and I've been really doing uh, I've been really into like editorial editorial uh fashion type of like, like almost like you're kind of telling a story but it's it's a little weird like i don't know how to explain it and lately i've been really inspired by uh, wes anderson mm -hmm. i can wes totally Anderson's, see that yeah in your stories style. especially your ig yeah, stories so that was my latest personal project um so yeah i've i've been doing a lot of that and it really helps me to push myself and think um outside of the box um, so yeah, that's what I've been doing and yeah. 
I need to know, like, what is the coolest project you've done so far that was for someone else? Was it working with Marie Kondo, who I love? (laughs) What a name drop right now. (laughs) (laughs) That was a a full job. Yeah. (laughs) So back when I shot uh, for her, it was, she wasn't actually on uh, Netflix. This was maybe a couple months before, and I had no idea she was coming out with a Netflix show. And then all of a that sudden, she just nuts. blew up. <laughs> she just blew up, and I was like, "Wait, I remember her!" <laughs> oh my gosh! Like in January, didn't you guys feel on Instagram everyone was like cleaning their closets and stuff because the Marie Kondo show was on Netflix? It was crazy. Yeah, I, I fell for that too. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I did too. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's um, cool. So that was a cool project that you did? That was a cool project. And um, wait, sorry. My dog's barking. Is that okay? <laughs> we all have dogs. So it's all good. Yeah, we're going to leave all the right. dog we're barks leave, in there because we're, this in the we're all dog moms. Yeah. And we, oh. we, are, we embrace the dogs. <laughs> yeah, that's good. <laughs> She's just crazy sometimes. Um, anyway, my, I would say, hmm, cool, one of my coolest jobs. It was um, actually hotel job so i worked for autograph collection i don't know if you've heard of them um this was last end of last year they had me fly out to indonesia um hawaii and korea all in like i think within the span of one month oh my god so fun yeah that was it was a very very tiring job but i loved it one month that's insane Yeah. yeah it was I don't know how I did it, but I'm alive right now, so. <laughs> you survived. That's cool. Yes, so you went around to their hotel properties and like and shot photos. Yes, that's oh. what I did. For like branding, marketing, collateral type of type of things. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. that's so cool. That's but really. Did cool. you get to stay in like a really cool suite? <laughs> Just like, what were the perks? Yeah. <laughs> But it's like I, you know, I don't really have time to sleep. I'm like constantly True. shooting. You're working, yeah. Yeah, and no one's really there to tell me what to do so that's another hard part like they they're like completely trusting me Mm -hmm. to come up with the vision but how do you schedule that out i would love to know like do you do you have like a vision board that you go back and forth with them do you travel with props like what does that look like on the back end so yeah they they actually send me um they sent me like a mood board of like shots to get like a shot list but um like I don't I don't come up with the shot list I have to come up with the actual vision like how am I going to shoot this like which angle am I going to shoot it at so that's the only part where I have to kind of take charge but besides that like they tell me what to do before I leave Mm-hmm. gotcha yeah, yeah. That's cool. And I remember you were telling me how you I remember like when we not like when we first met, but like in the earlier years, you were saying how like you really love that creative direction role. So do you feel like Mm -hmm. you get to do that when you do more of these types of projects opposed to like weddings and stuff like that? Yeah, I I feel like I'm always doing some kind of creative direction. And it's Mm -hmm. weird because when I first started photography, I got photography jobs, you know, just to shoot. And there are times when I do want to just shoot, like I just show up as a photographer but like sometimes like I get emails saying, oh, can you produce the whole shoot? So mm-hmm. then that means I would have to find like 
you know, the makeup hair person to, you know, the people, the subjects that are going to be in the shoot. Mm. I have to find like the catering company to um, a, a stylist. And it just becomes very overwhelming. Mm. So then like, I'd rather just be a production company, you know, with like, you know, a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I do take on a lot of creative direction roles. And on top of that, I have to shoot and edit. So it just becomes very... Um, very time-consuming, very, it's, it's, it's very difficult. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think because of that, I, I learned a lot about myself. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you know, Esther, I wanted to know about Marie Kondo, and I wanted to know about staying in suites and all the, like, the sexy stuff, right, that, that people mm-hmm. think when you are a traveling artist, when you're a freelancer for these major, major brands. But, like, what's it really like? You had mentioned, like, you weren't really going to, get a lot of sleep the month that you were in Asia, right? So what are some of the not sexy things to being a freelance artist that travels? Um, so before I like go into that, like, yeah, so before I like moved to Seattle, I was pretty much living on a plane going to Korea to Indonesia, to Hawaii, and like just back to back. And I just remember like, I missed home so much. Um, I think like, the most challenging part about traveling and working is not being able to really live like a normal lifestyle. Mm-hmm. And it seems all like grand and like all like so much fun. But when you're traveling a lot and working at the same time, it's like you just lose the sense of like, like basic foundation about yourself. Like you don't know who you are anymore. And I'm just like walking around like a zombie and like, I remember after that trip, I my health condition just like went down. Yeah. And, you know, for me to say like, oh, I, you know, I miss living that normal lifestyle. Like you would probably think like, why would you want to live a normal life? You know, why wouldn't you want to like travel and just like just be free? But that's, you know, like I, I would I want to do that. But at the same time, it's like there has to be a balance, you know, mm-hmm. And I, would, I, like, I always thought that it would be amazing to constantly travel and be out. Um, but like I said, I start to lose my sense of foundation. And I forget that like, I have a home. Like, I think it's so like, important to travel and learn. But like, yeah, I think it's so important to also like, balance it out. Yeah. And, Can I ask yeah. like specifically, cause I know, okay, so Esther is married for those who, who don't know. And I know Joe necessarily can't come with you in all of those travels. Mm-hmm. Right. I'm assuming. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, I always been curious about that. Like whenever I watch you, cause um, I've been traveling a lot more for work too, but whenever I can, I try to bring Patrick with me. Mm-hmm. Um, and luckily like his job now is is a little bit more flexible but where he can do that but i wanted to ask you like what your experience has been with that and um if you're comfortable sharing i mean yeah yeah uh to be completely honest it was really hard like i think the first two years of marriage it was really hard because mm. <laughs> i had to be separated from him a lot and um i think there was there was a time when we almost felt like there was like a competition because he's he's into uh, film, like he does film and videography. But when he can't come with me on certain jobs, like he almost feels like, like how come I can't go with her? How come I can't do that? And then it just becomes like this, like I don't know, like competition. Mm-hmm. And you don't want to be, you you know, your spouse's competitor. That's just, yeah, that's like the last thing you want to be, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, 
so it was really hard for both of us and we fought a lot and like there was a time when I I wanted to quit like is this the right decision for me like is this the right career like I want to be a good wife but at the same time like I want to um I want to do my job you know I'm I'm like in my late 20s and early 30s I don't want to just sit at home and just you know wonder like oh what am I gonna do with my life and plus I don't have kids right now so I feel like I Mm. I have to do everything now um so yeah that's just been really challenging um Mm. yeah yeah how do you guys like like how do you how do you decide which like do you guys decide that together because you know, being married is, I mean, there's a lot of pros and cons in marriage, right? Like, that's just the reality of marriage. I think a lot Mm -hmm. of people paint marriage as one way, like, oh, it's so great, or it's all balls and chains, or whatever people say. But Mm -hmm. it's, it's a compromise. It's a little bit of both. Um, Mm -hmm. And so I was just curious, like, when you decide to take on jobs that require you to travel for weeks, or even months at a time, without your partner, like, do you guys decide that together? And how do you delegate your life things like like house chores or who takes care of the dogs? Like that's mm-hmm. that's stuff like that me and me and my husband like deal with. So I was just curious like how how you guys do it cuz you travel just so much. Yeah. So we um <laughs> I mean, I think every job where he couldn't come with me, I think there was at least some sort of argument where like do you have to go? Do you have to take this and um for me it's like this is like my bread and butter like this is my job so like we would sit down and we would argue and then we finally come to a point where um you know we kind of go back to like why I started this um and how this was my dream job and as you know as a husband like I tell him I wish you can you could be my number one supporter and somehow like understand that this is part of the job and doesn't mean that I'm going to leave you I'm going to forget about you but like you know maybe me going to these like jobs where I have to travel maybe like later on um later on like I can do that with you like on your Mm -hmm. jobs and it's just more like a um kind of like we we both like we have to sacrifice Mm -hmm. you know and I think it's just about understanding each other and I think he there were times when he would definitely get jealous because I would be gone mm-hmm, like I would mm-hmm. leave um but you know there are times when he has to leave too and that's when I'm like you know what since I had to leave for my jobs like I totally understand and we try to make up our time you know by just we we've been doing this like thing like devotionals mm-hmm. um so we would just like it's more like a quiet time where we would read together we would just talk about um our life and like our future Mm-hmm. Um, and we just kind of like spend more time when we can when we're at home. So, and that's why I think moving to Seattle was also good because it, you know, it's a little bit slower lifestyle, mm-hmm. and just gives us more space and energy to just spend time together. Yeah, that's really yeah. cool. That's that's really awesome. Like it's very encouraging mm-hmm. to hear because it's true. Like, as women, we want it all, right? <laughs> like we want to be a good yeah. wife. We want to be a girl boss, quote quote. And we mm-hmm. want to like pursue our own dreams. And then some women want to be moms. Like we want all the things. And it's really cool to hear that you you are like crushing it and you are, but at the same time you're like, hey, like it's it's tough. <laughs> you got to sacrifice. Yeah. 
you know, you have when you say yes to something, you're saying no to something. And sometimes the no falls on our spouse. And it's just, Mm -hmm. it is what it is. I think there should be a whole episode about like, husbands or boyfriends of creatives right yeah like <laughs> now i feel like we're just going into like this whole marriage topic <laughs> <laughs> no i really appreciate you sharing it was just like yeah. kind of like my selfish question for me because mm-hmm. that's something that we're you know thinking about and stuff like that but mm-hmm. that's pretty cool yeah okay but i think that's just mm-hmm. where like the the whole yes and no like saying yes to certain jobs i think that's where it comes in because you also have to think about like is it really worth my time like risking my time with my husband or my family mm-hmm. or is it like is it okay for me to take this job even if it's like not worth it mm-hmm. but like I I want it for more experience or more you know to build my portfolio is it really worth it like you gotta really think think that to yourself yeah so, do yeah. you have like do you set limit limits for yourself or do you have any sort of formula that you decide like what what makes this project a yes or what makes it a no do you have any thoughts on that yeah, well, that, that's where like the whole budgeting thing comes into. Um, but also these days I've been more uh, careful with like, do I really believe in what this brand is doing? Like, you know, can I actually create a story through this? Because right now I'm kind of figuring out like my whole purpose with photography. Like, what is my purpose? Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I can tell you, like, I, I still don't really know, mm-hmm. but um yeah, like, I don't think we can ever tell ourselves, like, oh, we got this, like, this is 100%. I know what I'm doing. Like, this is why I'm doing Like, I'm always figuring it out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's, it's a process. Yeah. It's a journey. Yeah, 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 definitely. No, and I can see that in your work, though. I think that's what's, like, so beautiful is that it, to me, when I see your work, I mean, I'm so glad that we met at the earlier stages of your career not saying that you know you were still established when we met but it's really cool to see how it's grown and it's it feels like I'm reading a book or watching a movie and it's like this is where it started and this is where it is now and you're going to continue to grow as an artist and as a person Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. and I think that's really cool that you can show that in like a visual way Mm -hmm. yeah so can I I have a question about um you working you know we name dropped a little bit in the intro because I want to celebrate you and all the crazy amazing things you do and crazy amazing brands you work with right but when you're working say with I don't know like Sincerely Jewels or or DKNY or a brand or something do they Mm. come direct to you Esther or like is it I have no idea like how the freelance photography space works yeah, so it's it's a mix of everything, like um, sometimes word of mouth or through agencies. Um, and, you know, even so, with social media and Instagram these days, I feel like a lot of people um, can get connected uh, easily. And I think with Sincerely Jewels, it happened through uh, social media, just organically, like we started talking somehow, I think. Um, and with like, brands like DKNY or Michael Kors, it was more through agencies um, and like some other jobs where it's like more like smaller brands, it's word of mouth, like through friends because they, you know, they've worked with them with like for other things like graphic design or writing or, you know, and they just kind of introduced me as like, oh, she's, she's my friend who does photography. And I heard that you guys need, you know, photographer for this project. So yeah, I'd like to introduce her. So that's how I pretty much uh, get, you know, certain jobs. But mm-hmm. also, I'm not saying that I just sit here just waiting for yeah. things to mm-hmm. come. 
I had to do a lot of research and like build my own portfolio. I would email companies and there were, t- I don't know if Diana, I don't know if you were there. Uh, actually, no, you weren't. <laughs> there was one time when I, I think this was back in uh, 20, 2012 or 2013. I was in Orange County and uh, I was at this like outdoor strip mall. I think it was a mall. I was just yeah. walking around, just passing out my business cards to every single store. What? That's so yeah. cool. Like literally went to every oh single store. God. I don't care. I don't care if you're a restaurant. I don't care if you're a shoe store. If you sell underwear, it's like I'm gonna give you all my business cards. If you guys need product shots, like I'm wait, here. that is badass. Like let me just say, no, I didn't know that. That's so cool, yeah. Esther. It's- yeah, this was actually, oh, it was in my Elkhamore. This was in the, at the Fullerton, uh, downtown Fullerton. Oh, oh, wait, is that when we met? Were you doing that? That was, that was a little before we met, I think. Gotcha. That's pretty cool. I freaking love that story, Esther. Like, it, it, it is. For someone to listen in now in 2019 and be like, dang, she's working with, I'm going to say it again, Marie Kondo. I'm a fan, you know, but they don't know, like, a few years ago, you were hustling. You don't, you're not just sitting here and all of these people are coming to you. You no. put in your dues and we all have to do that. <laughs> yeah. And I think it's really cool that you, you make time for personal projects and you take it seriously. Like I remember that shoot. I know it was such a long time ago, but you like found a donkey and you and what? Sarah like sewed the own, you, the dress that you put on the model. I was like, Oh my what? God. I thought the dress on the donkey. <laughs> maybe i wasn't creative enough back then no. you can always do this again you can find a donkey maybe. in seattle <laughs> you just you just gave me a new idea yes yes i can't wait to see it but i'm saying like these are the behind the scenes things that i think people don't realize like now we have instagram and we have all these things that we have like a really quick dm to to someone who you know you can ask a question but i think people forget like if you really talk and converse with someone who's who you look up to or maybe seems like they're killing it like they've really done all the old school ways of building your own business Mm -hmm. and like shaking hands like in real life and you know and of course all the the agencies and the inquiries and the opportunities that you got were were a result of all the work work that you put in so that's Mm -hmm. i love that story about the mom (laughs) it's like girl scout cookies yeah no, really. I, I felt like I was actually so shy. Like, I was like, what am I doing right now? But I'm going to put my pride down. And I'm just going to walk <laughs> through all the stores. <laughs> you know what? You like you worked. kept showing up, too. Like, that's another thing for creatives. Mm-hmm. Like, it's so in this world of like instant gratification and like Instagram oh, yeah. celebrities, like you think that they have it like easy and it comes to them fast. But like you, you still have to show up for your business. You know, Mm -hmm. and that showing up every day is what's going to give you that career, that dream creative career that you are aspiring to have. Right. It's not just like having pretty pictures on social media and like that's it. There's work to be done, too. Mm -hmm. So I hope that whoever's listening and if they're like in the first one to two years of their business, like they remember that as well. Just keep showing up and it can happen. But you have to Mm -hmm. show up. Yeah, definitely. So I'm I'm so nosy, but that's the point of the podcast, right, Esther? So <laughs> you shared like, you know, what your day is like when you're at home and it is a lot of like screen and editing time. But when you are away for a month at a time, weeks at a time, how are your days different? Like, what's it like when you're on the road and working? Hmm. It's 
pretty much the same. Uh, when I'm like, you know, when I'm at home, I'm editing, I'm on the screen. When I'm traveling, I have to constantly be on uh, my camera, my, my computer. And uh, the, see, the hard part about that is, though, is when I am sent to a specific place for a specific project, like I have my whole head in that project, you know, only. And I have so much other projects and edits I have to do. And like, I can't focus on all of that at once. Like, I'm just not good at multitasking with, you know, all the projects at once. So when I am traveling, it I'm very stressed out because I'm here trying to shoot something, um, create the story. I'm, I'm also planning, but on the other side, like I have to be answering emails for other things and like I have to be finishing up a wedding and like it's just I feel like I'm all over the place yeah so when I'm traveling it's I I just kind of lose it yeah do you have any help yeah. with you do you have an assistant traveling with you I would like to but it, see it's not up to me because sometimes like the brands they want me to go by myself mm. Um, where I, I've, I, I was going to volunteer. Ask, Dang. <laughs> I mean, if someone would like to volunteer, then that would be great. But um, it's like, if they don't think uh, an assistant is necessary, then they won't have me bring one. But also, right. they would have to spend more money. Right, the budget. Buying an extra mm -hmm. plane ticket, yeah. And the question for them is like, okay, so what is this assistant really going to do for you? You know, mm -hmm. we're going to pay $1,500 for this person to follow you and what I mean how are we gonna get that back you know mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so yeah pretty much I'm on my own like I said once in a while my husband will come with me um, but yeah like finding the places a location it's pretty much like all up to me but the only good thing is there are times when they will have someone from you know the other side of the team like let's say if I'm going to Korea they'll communicate with someone from Korea um, and I would be able to talk to them and I kind of follow them around. Gotcha. So they have yeah. someone in their in-house team or somewhere in a little bit yeah. more local. Okay. Gotcha. Mm -hmm. but it's not, it's not like that all the time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Last nosy question <laughs> about how many <laughs> weeks of the year do you think that you're traveling? Oh, that's, a, that's always different. Like, I can say last year, I don't know how many weeks, but I think I've, I've been to maybe, I think I've traveled nine, maybe nine to 10 times. That's like at once a month, like you're on the road and yeah. this is like, it's not a vacation guys. Like she's working for weeks at a time. Wow. There, once in a while, I will just go on vacation because I just, you know, like I said, I need my inspiration too. Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. when I travel, I get inspiration from like architecture, bookstores, museums, and I need my own break too. Mm -hmm. um, and, and when I'm traveling for, for fun, it's not really for fun. I'm still shooting. Yeah. <laughs> I'm still sure. trying to create my own projects. So it's always like work to me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And then do you also, I know you obviously travel for when brands hire you, but do you also travel for like bloggers like if for example if jules needs to go to paris fashion week or whatever like do you also you're like the the traveling photographer bloggers and stuff like that do you also have those gigs yeah so i only i only travel with jules um mm -hmm. and we've gone on like a few but um 
Yeah, I, she's pretty much the only blogger that I, I travel with. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I was gonna say it, that it's would not, be a it's lot. It's not all the time. Yeah, it's yeah. not all the time though. For sure, for sure. That's a pretty, I mean, that's definitely like an interesting job that you have like when you're explaining to people. Like, <laughs> Yeah, I, it's, it's crazy because like, you know, it's not just a set like, okay, Esther, I'm gonna send you just for architecture. Like that's not, like, every year it's always like a different experience for me. Like mm -hmm. I'll go for hotels or like architecture and then another month it will be for fashion. And then for another month it will be for like food. So it's always different and Right now, I'm trying to kind of narrow that down mm -hmm. because it, it gets overwhelming. Of course. Yeah, of course. Okay, Esther, so how can other creatives, you know, get started with being like paid to travel or how do they get started with this kind of laptop lifestyle that we've called it, even if it's just small scale, like besides pounding the pavement in Fullerton, how else can people <laughs> get started with this kind of freelance traveling lifestyle? Hmm. Um, well, is it your you local to... mall near you? Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you gotta start off with you know your your neighbors. Gotta, <laughs> you know, but I mean, first you have to know that it doesn't happen overnight. You know, it. I think with a lot of us like creatives, we're always just anxious to see what's gonna come next, and like, oh, if we get rejected, we're like, oh man, like my my life is over, my career is over. Like, you can't think that way. It's it's just gonna take a long time um for me it took a couple years for me to even go to like my first traveling gig i think i built my traveling jobs by traveling on my own first sending my own money and it's not like i said i don't want to go just to like play of course like i'm going around to like you know try different food and all but you know that's for me that's considered playing but i definitely like i definitely go on my own trips to learn and learn about other people's culture and just helps me to expand my knowledge and like creativity. Um, so I think traveling on your own first, creating a story and reaching out and also being uh, noticed by agencies after, I think that's, that's a good way to start too. Like you reaching out to agencies that, or like travel uh, tours and boards and you know reach out saying hey is there any are there any photos that you guys need like are there any projects coming up you know this is like my portfolio that I've done and that's what I did in the past mm -hmm. um, it's like you know building a portfolio and constantly applying for jobs um, I mean you can go big and try to get yourself to work with bigger companies but I think it's safer to start small and once you gain more experience with smaller com companies you can have a bigger portfolio um, and I think I mentioned earlier, like with social media also being out there, it's easier to get connected. Mm -hmm. um, and I think most importantly, you like you need to figure out what your specialty is and then how you're planning to execute it. So that's what I'm working on right now, trying to narrow everything down and just focusing on like one or two things. Yeah, it, it, yeah. it really sounds like I mean, <clears throat> well, you are, but I love the way you like talk about your business because it's truly like an art form. You know, mm -hmm. like there's definitely the hustle behind it, but it's like, well, why don't you just create what you want to do and put it out there and like go travel, spend your own money, make like do it out of a place of love. And then hopefully mm -hmm. people who are looking for something like that will be attracted by what you put out there. So that's pretty cool. Do you mm -hmm. do the same thing with like people that you want to work with, whether it's like influencers, bloggers, like whatever that may be with like specifically regarding people? Do you also approach it in the same way 
Um, well, for me, necessarily, I don't, I don't really reach out to bloggers or people. I think I would only reach out to um, people for more like, oh, do you guys want to collaborate like on a project that I'm doing? Um, it's more in that way, but I don't really reach out to, I guess I don't really reach out to people enough. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it really depends on what, yeah. What yeah, it if is. it fits what the project yeah. that you're, yeah, 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 gotcha, gotcha. Instead yeah. of like rather than the person. Yeah, that makes mm-hmm. sense. Mm-hmm. Esther, thank you so much for your time, for sharing, you know, the real side and the struggles of being away from home, of being a freelance artist, because I think people think that it's glamorous when, you know, you're sitting on the other side of it, nine to five in a cubicle, and then you see this kind of glamorous freelance lifestyle and and you think it's just always good. And just like everything, there are pros and cons. And so Diana and I just are super thankful that you were sharing that real side and those struggles with us and i think the most important thing for our listeners to take away is really just to you know be willing to push aside your pride if needed and and put yourself out there like i will never forget you know the strip mall in fullerton story now because even if it's starting small it's like you had that courage and that drive to just do it you know and i think that sometimes we get so caught up in our head as creatives that we're even scared to just put ourselves out there but if you want this creative business and this goal and this dream that you're striving for you know whoever is listening to this you have to be willing to put in the work and it might take time and it's okay if it takes time like Esther has proven it to us and now she gets to shoot Marie Kondo so hey um, if you want to reach out to Esther and contact her and check out her beautiful work her information is in the show notes just like we leave all other tidbits and whatnot in the show notes so be sure to check Esther's workout Thanks for listening.